up the treasures of this world and it is a key that opens up the treasures of the akhirah as well. It is not only when a person slips that he will say astaghfirullah, but at every time a person should bring this in his life to make istighfar, to say astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, if he is going to work, when he is going to school, when he is going for his studies, when he is driving, whatever it might be, bring this quality of astaghfirullah on the tongue. Let the tongue be moist with astaghfirullah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man lazif, man lazim al-istighfar, ja'alallahu lahu min kulli dhiqin makhraja. That person who holds on firmly to istighfar, at every moment, every time, astaghfirullah, 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 keeping in mind the meaning, that person who is steadfast upon istighfar, ja'alallahu lahu min kulli dhiqin makhraja, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make a way out for him from every constrained situation. And this we find ourselves in currently, that despite the lockdown becoming easier upon us, despite the level coming down, yet a person finds himself in a state of being constricted, being restricted. His actions are monitored. He is restricted. He is in a state of being constricted and restricted. So a person should make istighfar, abundant istighfar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make a way out for this person. This is the first glad tiding. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَمِن كُلِّ هَمِّن فَرَجَا And from every sadness, from every grief, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant ease. We find ourselves in this condition as well. That some have lost loved ones in this time. Some family members are ill at this time. Some are on ventilators in ICU. A person, a family member will experience this quality of hum. He will be sad. He will be grieved. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if a person makes istighfar, Together with accruing the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that sadness, that grief, that worry, that concern in the heart, istighfar is the prescription to remove that grief, to remove that sadness, to remove that worry. And further, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَرَزَقَهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for this person from such avenues that he could never even fathom, that he could not even think about. And this also a person will find himself in, in this time. That there are people undoubtedly who went into lockdown and they lost their jobs. They lost their source of income. They had to spend their savings. They do not see any way forward. They do not know of any way forward. The way forward is istighfar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions very clearly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for that person from such avenues. He will be shocked himself. That how did this come to me? How did this, how did this avenue open up? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the person who holds on to istighfar Every time, astaghfirullah, 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for him from such avenues that will shock him himself. A person on one occasion came to Imam al-Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, and he complained. One person came and he complained about drought. So al-Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, said, astaghfirullah, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another person came to him and he, made, he requested him, make dua that Allah grants me a child. He told him, Astaghfirullah, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another person came to him and he complained that my gardens have dried out, the rivers have dried out. He responded to him that, Astaghfirullah, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So people sitting around, they were shocked that Imam al-Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, three different complaints coming towards him and his response is the same. So he said, I am not saying anything from my side. Rather in Quran, in Surah Nuh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the statement of Nuh alayhi salam 
that فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا that I said to my people, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the most forgiving. Then based on that quality of istighfar, based on that quality of turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking forgiveness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down the rains. وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you in your offspring. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you in your wealth. وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you abundant gardens. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you abundant water, rivers, streams based on what? Based on istighfar. Something that a person might overlook. So easy. Such an easy phrase. Such an easy statement. That astaghfirullah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up a person's dunya and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up a person's akhirah as well if he holds on to istighfar. Generally, I myself and a person might make a mistake that only the one who is a sinner, the one who disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala openly, istighfar is for him. For me, istighfar is not for me. I am an obedient slave. I do not need to make istighfar. However, look at the quality of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Narrations mention, some narrations mention up to 70 times in a day. Some mention up to a hundred times in a day. And Muhaddithin mentioned that this is for kathra, to show abundance, that on a daily basis, the Nabi of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the purest of people, the purest of creation, more than 100 times a day, he used to see, make istighfar. He used to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So more so myself, I need to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just to mention a few examples. Number one, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the muttaqoon in Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتِ وَعُيُونَ The muttaqoon, they will be in gardens and they will be enjoying the rivers, the streams, the fountains of Jannah. They will be taking the bounties of their Rabb. They will be enjoying the fruits of Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions their qualities in this world. كَانُوا قَبْلَ ذَلِكَ مُحْسِنِينَ before that, they used to carry out good in the world. They were good to people. They were good when it came to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They fulfilled the rights of Allah and they fulfilled the rights of the people. At night, they used to sleep very little. And they, they used to occupy themselves in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The tahajjud salah, recitation of Quran. We hear time and time again. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, some of them in one rak'at, the entire Quran completes it in one rakat of salah. So this is how they used to spend their nights in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the end of it all, when the time of Fajr was now dawning upon them, then what was their quality? And at the time of Fajr, after that long night of crying before Allah, after that long night of tahajjud salah, after that long night of Quran, after that long night of dhikr, what is their quality? At the time of Ashar, at the time of Fajr, they are doing istighfar. They are seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What sin did they commit? Rather, they spend the entire night crying before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and after it all, yet they seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at another example that we perform our salah. And what dua do we make before terminating our salah? Before the salam, what do we recite? After the durood, Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi zulman kathira. This in actual fact is a dua. 
that was taught by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah makes mention of this narration that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teach me a dua that I can make in my salah. And I want to understand who is the student, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an, best creation after the Anbiya alayhi salam. Who is the teacher, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is the action that is being terminated, salah. But what is the dua that is being taught? Oh Allah, I have wronged myself. Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi, I have wronged myself. And not only that, dhulman kathira. I have abundantly wronged myself. What wrong has a person did? He is terminating the best act of worship. He is at the end of his salah, but he is making istighfar. He is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Another example to look at, and this is a very glaring example, that towards the end of salah, a person makes istighfar. At the end of the night, a person makes istighfar. And towards the end of a person's life, a person should also make abundant istighfar. And this was the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is mentioned regarding Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma just to understand this incident that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make istighfar towards the end of his life that Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma said he himself says that Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to include me amongst the gatherings of senior sahaba gatherings of the people of those who partook in the battle of Badr but in those sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum were elder they were senior in knowledge they were senior in age rather so they looked at this action in a bit of a different way. They, they didn't understand why Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma at that time being a young boy was being brought into the gatherings. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala in order to explain to them why he was bringing this young boy into the gathering of senior sahaba, he posed a question on one occasion to all of them seated there. That what do you have to say? What is the interpretation of Surah An-Nasr? That إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا That when the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, conquest comes, and you see the armies, you see groups, mighty groups entering into Islam, thereafter seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turn to him in tawbah. He asked Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, what is the interpretation of the surah? So they made an apparent interpretation that it means when Islam becomes dominant, when the groups come to accept Islam, then a person needs to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar radiallahu ta'ala turns to Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma and just to digress a little that Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma was known for his knowledge of Quran and how did he achieve this it was the effect of the direct dua of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam for him at that young age he used to serve Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and due to that service Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam made dua that Allah bless him with knowledge of Quran open up the knowledge of Quran upon his heart so a lesson we learn from here as well is that one is requesting dua you will go to a senior person make dua for me the other is to do such action for that person that automatically he makes dua for you so Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma he accrued that special dua of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he was asked regarding the interpretation of the surah he said I have something else to say that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجَ that when you see the groups entering Islam, when the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, the conquest comes, this in actual fact is a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is now coming to an end. So this was his interpretation of the surah. And then further on he mentions that the last part of the surah, 
فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر انه كان توابا that oh nabi of allah your life is now coming to an end so seek the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turn to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha says that after the revelation of the surah and this is also mentioned by imam bukhari rahimahullah that in every ruku in every sajda of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his optional salah, every ruku, every sajda, seeking forgiveness, making istighfar, the dua Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make, Subhanak Allahumma Rabbana wa bihamdik, Allahumma ghfirli, oh Allah, you are pure. Oh Allah, I, I declare your purity together with your praise, oh my Rabb, forgive me. This is the greatest creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ruku, asking for forgiveness. In sajda, asking for forgiveness, not once or twice, but Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, yukthiru ayyakul, used to abundantly seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason for mentioning these examples, just to impress upon ourselves again, is that istighfar, seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not something that is confined only to such a time when a person slips, when a person sins, when a person disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, istighfar is a quality of the righteous ones. It was a quality of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in a hadith, as was quoted, that man, that person, that believer who holds on to istighfar, man lazim al-istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make his affairs easy for him. When he will feel restricted, Allah will open up a way for him. When he will feel that there is no income, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him income. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up for him the doors of dunya and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up, open up for him the doors of akhirah. One of the immediate benefits of istighfar, most probably one of the greatest benefits of istighfar, constant istighfar, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in forgiveness is that a person will remain grounded. A person will remain humble. A person will remain with his feet on the ground. No matter how far he progresses, how near, how near he comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much good he does. But if he holds on to istighfar, understanding that I am the slave, Allah is my master. I am wronging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. That's the one of the immediate benefits is that it will humble a person. It will keep a person grounded. And that is why there is a certain form of istighfar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Imam Bukhari rahimullah mentions this as well, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sayyidul istighfar, antakul. That Sayyidul Istighfar, the leader of all forms of Istighfar, is that you say, and it is a dua, a very short dua, but really it is a humble appeal from myself, that let us try and learn this dua. It is very easily accessible. If a person searches it as well online, just put in Sayyidul Istighfar, it will come up. Or if you wish to approach myself or any alim, we are more than ready to teach this dua. But look at the words of this dua. It is such a dua wherein a person admits that he is the slave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his master. In this dua, a person says, Abu ulaka bi ni'matika alayhi. Oh Allah, I admit and I confess that all your favors, your bounties upon me. Wa abu ulaka bi dhambi. And I confess my shortcomings. That on one hand, your bounties, your greatness, your might, your favors, and on the other hand, my lowness. On one hand, your might, your grandeur. On the other hand, my quality of being a slave. So let us try and learn this dua. Really, it is worth learning. Personally, we know of such a person who today, alhamdulillah, is an alim. Today, alhamdulillah, he is learned in the field of deen. But there was a time when we know him personally that he was struggling spiritually as well. And his action was this, that after Isha Salah, he used to sit in the masjid of his town and there was a small booklet with Sayyidul Istighfar. And he used to recite 
Sayyidul Istighfar, keeping in mind the meaning. And today, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken him forward. So this Sayyidul Istighfar is the leader of all forms of Istighfar. Let us try and learn it. Let us try and bring it into our lives. We can approach any alim, we can search it online as well, and in many Islamic bookstores we will find it is a very small booklet with the dua and the meaning. So let us try and learn it. Allahumma anta rabbi, la ilaha illa anta, khalaqtani wa ana abduk, wa ana ala ahdika wa wa'dika mastata'at, a'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'at, abu'u laka bi ni'matika alayya wa abu'u bi dhanbi, fughfir li fa innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant. No time now to go into the deep meaning of it, but let us try and learn the meaning. Learn the dua, read this dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up our doors. Finally, to conclude, two actions whereby a person can lend weight to his istighfar. Number one, very shortly, a person should make it a habit in his life to forgive others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran says, Forgive and overlook. Do you not love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should forgive you? So if a person brings this quality in his life of forgiving others, no matter how difficult it might be, right now sitting here every person can do that. That whoever has made ghibat about me, I forgive him. Whoever has slandered me, I forgive him. Whoever has wronged me, I forgive him. I make it maaf. For the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I forgive him. Immediately he draws the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the first one. The second one that a person should try and do, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that every member from his ummah is guaranteed forgiveness, is in a quality of, is in a state of safety, illal mujahireen, except for the mujahireen. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, what is mujahara? It means that a person at night disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in secrecy. He disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and during the day, he opens it up to the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concealed his fault and then he goes and opens it up to creation. And this is very easy nowadays that a person can share it on his status. He can share it on his page. The whole world can come to know that I disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the two qualities. Forgive others, conceal our faults. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgive. For conceal our faults. Make abundant istighfar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up our doors in dunya and akhirah. Allah bless us with tawfiq.